You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. For a happy little jaunt through the tall grass, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, uh, you're going to be horribly ill for the rest of your life. Yeah. You never notice how much your head weighs until you're resting it on your sleeping dog. Welcome back to This Week in Gaming. I'm Proxy. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And that Shower Thought was brought to you by this guy on the Shower Thought subreddit. Terrific. It's absolutely true. It is true. And then you're like, oh, God, I hope I, I have to hold my head up. But now I'm really uncomfortable, so I have to lay it back down. But I don't want my dog to be uncomfortable. Ah. Uh, it's a terrible time. But uh, so we don't have a Morgan with us. Yep. Her antibiotics have given her the gift of migraine, so. The delightful gift of migraine. Yep. Best for her to just take it easy. Yeah. So rather than, I mean, it would be on brand, I think, to have Morgan be, I forget, the, I don't think the dude even had a name. He was just like game store clerk yeah. from Invader Zim that was just like, if Clarence Wong <laughs> doesn't show up, it's yours. Yeah. Who just like had a screaming migraine the entire time he was working, which is basically just the experience of working retail. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want Morgan out to. Yeah. To, to have to sound like that. <laughs> Welcome back to podcast. <laughs> ah! <laughs> what did you play? I don't know. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, speaking of what we've. Uh, what Morgan might have played and accidentally beaten this week. <laughs> uh, what did you play this week? Uh, can I say, because I think she might forget by next week, she did accidentally beat uh, Lego Star Wars, uh, the first of the new ones. Sure. Seven. Whatever that one is. I don't remember it. Uh, Force Awakens? Yeah, that one. She accidentally beat it. Perfect. <laughs> I looked up and it said uh, episode X, the final chapter. And I went, are you just about to beat that? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then half an hour later, oh, I beat it. Oh, there's the credits. <laughs> yep. I of like to think that somewhere off in space, the Star Wars credits are just floating along. <laughs> yeah. But of course, it's a, like, it's a Lego game, which like maybe two hours of it is actual gameplay, is actual like plot. And there's the rest of it's just Lego jokes. 50 hours of like extra content that's just garbage stuff. So mm. whatever. But I have played Animal Crossing New Leaf exclusively. Um, I have my clocks. I have my game that I started a couple years ago. And then I have the new game. And every night I made sure that the clocks in the game in both games are set so that they're like a day like half a day ahead so that when it's nighttime for me, it's, it's like daytime. early morning there. Yeah. It's like mid afternoon there. So that all my shops are open, but whatever. So every night before bed, I've gotten in the habit of getting a snack, playing animal crossing, get all my fossils, try to finish the game. That sounds like such a delightful yep. evening routine. I have literally, I think one, if I did my math right, I have one fossil left in my original game that I need to complete the, the, fossil part of the museum obviously fish and bugs and paintings are harder because you have to get all the fish and all the bugs during all the right seasons at all the right times a day and it's a pain in the ass but i the fossils doesn't seem that difficult 
but it is since it's been two years and I still need one fossil. <laughs> but it's been like so fun. I don't know. Once you beat Animal Crossing, it's like, what's next? Start over. <laughs> More That's Animal it. Crossing. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like beating the Elite Four on Red Version. Yeah. It's like, what do I do now? Just, no, nothing. I can either keep fighting the Elite Four and try and complete the Pokedex. Or, yeah. Or, or I can start it. over and enjoy now, my whole adventure all over again. Now they put a whole bunch of plot at the end of the games. There's so much yeah. extra, I guess. And I'm... It, I don't know. I don't know. I I often say I fell off the bandwagon with Pokemon around Crystal version. Yeah. Or just after Crystal because I couldn't afford to get a Game Boy Advance to play Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. And the next time I got into a Pokemon game was with Black and White, which was okay. Yeah. Uh, got real hard into it with X and Y. Hell yeah. And just kind of like it dwindled from there. Mm-hmm. I had too much of a gap, I think, from I could, I used to be able to just give you all 151 original Pokemon in order, numerically speaking. Yeah. I knew I'm like the back of my hand, but the gap that I took, I came back into the game and it's like, oh, by the way, there's like 700 new Pokemon. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's. A lot. How many Pokemon are there? Because I don't remember how many there are now. I think there's like 800 something now. 807 now. Yeah. I want to die. Like, I I always had it so that either me and my brother had the opposite versions of a game when they came out. And then we would usually split the third one. Like, we never had Emerald, but like we had, we got Platinum and we kind of split it where whoever felt like playing it would play it. Or for a while, I dated a few people in a row who were super into Pokemon. So they would get one version, I would get the other. And it was great. And then for some reason, after Black and White, I just like stopped doing that. Because I had White, I think. And it was so uninteresting to me, it still is, that I just like dropped off the face of the earth. I never even got X or Y. I played Morgan's version of Y because she was done with it. I never got X or Y, but I played Y. I was never interested in sun or moon or ultra sun or moon. I still am not because you know what? That's not fucking Pokemon. There's not gyms. (laughs) It's not gyms. There's not Pokemon. There's no Ash. I'm absolutely about it. But let's not pretend like it should be a mainline Pokemon game because there's no gyms. I heard out like right as I said, there's no Ash somewhere out there. Uh, M Spider screamed if you remember Matt, mm-hmm. uh, because the main character in Red was Red, not Ash. Yeah, it's never it's been very Ash. big difference. Yeah, uh, character wise. But yeah, I don't know. I I desperately want to get back into Pokemon, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't have the time to, like, study the encyclopedia of Pokemon. Yeah, that's why I really liked Let's Go Eevee, because it was pretty much back to the roots, and it was pretty simple. I don't know any of this new shit anymore. I'm actually kind of glad that in Sword and Shield, it's only these Pokemon in this region, and that's it. Because there are too goddamn many for me to remember. Yeah. If, if I were to do, like, a... Do you know all the generations of Pokemon tests and start with generation one? No, I don't. I don't remember them all. <laughs> I could maybe get through three, maybe four generations. I know I know the first three generations very well, but I they crisscross in my brain. So it's like, no, I don't remember them all. 
How can I remember 800 of them? I'm so glad there aren't 800 Pokemon in these new games. I'm so glad. Because eventually <laughs> I'm going to get one of Sword or Shield. And I, I, if it were all 800, I'd be like, no, thank you. Did you ever, uh, speaking of like monster catching games, did you ever check out Yokai Watch? I'm familiar with it, but I know that it's not my thing. My friends and I would play uh, draw that thing based on only descriptions. Yeah. At one time it was Yokai Watch because their their little creatures are insane. Yep. And it was a good time. But I'm not I'm vaguely familiar with it, but it was like for me, it was like a more kids version of Digimon. Or that's how it seemed. So I was like, nah. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's it is similar to that. Um I know I was impressed when I played the demo because it has a mechanic in it where you actually have to like look both ways before crossing the street. Oh shit. It's, that's Frogger. It's very weird. Like that I mean it's not like you're going to get hit by a car, but it's like he'll stop at the street corner and be like, "Better look both ways." That's so cute though. So it's like it's teaching kids to not run into traffic yeah. in a like subliminal sort of way. Where in Pokémon it's like enter somebody's house, they might give you a present. Oh my god, yeah. How did we not grow up more stupid? I don't know. I had an argument with somebody the other day on Facebook, of course. Where else do you have arguments? Because. Uh, oh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they were like, oh, kids these days just don't want to play outside. And like my generation was the last generation to play in the street in uh -huh. the 60s. And I was like, OK, first of all, that's because cars could only go like 10 miles an hour. <laughs> Second of all, I wouldn't play in the street if you paid me, because I know better. Third of all, it is not my fault that kidnapping rates went up so fucking high because of one child who got kidnapped and murdered in 1979, I think. After that, it just skyrocketed. And kidnappings happened a lot more often, and we heard about them a lot more often. Kids were always going missing. But, like, because we heard about it, it was happening a lot. And because it was happening a lot, we heard about it a lot. So it's like, I don't know why you're blaming me. Because kidnappings happen, and I don't want to play in the street. You know what happened the last time I took a nature hike? It was with my granddad. <laughs> I was 10. Yeah. You've probably heard this story. But for the sake of our listeners... Uh, we went out hiking in the woods behind my grandparents' house back when they had woods behind their house because now it's a solar field. Yeah. Uh, which is great. It's a little ironic, I think, to clear cut a forest to put solar panels up. Yeah, it's a little weird. But all the irony aside, there used to be woods back there. My brother and I, I think I was actually closer to seven and mm -hmm. he was like five. We were young. Yeah. And we went hiking in the woods with my granddad because there's a path that goes all the way through to another back road mm -hmm. from their house. And we got, like, I could see the road. And, I mean, this was, like, midday. It's not like we were going out there hiking at night when there'd be, like, bears or some shit or yeah. deer or whatever roams the woods and the hills here. Um, one of us, probably me in hindsight, <laughs> steps on a yellow jacket's nest. And I just hear my granddad yell, yellow jackets, run. <laughs> I do know this. And story. I was like, oh, no, what does that mean? And then all the pain set in. Yep. So we're running as fast as we can. I think I ran the fastest of all of us. I also got the most stings of all of us. I had something like 27 stings in my back alone. Oh. I had like three in my ankle, a couple in my head, 
a bunch up my arms. And for those that have had the, never had the displeasure of dealing with yellow jackets, they leave the stinger in you. They are the worst. They will sting you and then leave the stinger in there with all mm-hmm. of its like uh, venom. I don't know what they call it. What might be poison. It's not, it's not the word I'm looking for. Someone out there just corrected me. So thank you for that. But um, they just leave the stinger in you and they're dead. Yep. So we run all the way back to my grandmother's place. <laughs> Google calls it or healthline.com calls it poisonous venom. Would you like some liquidous water? <sighs> <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So uh, my grandmother and my mother got to spend the rest of the afternoon picking stingers oh. out of my brother, <laughs> myself and my granddad. And then my grandmother made this weird like. I don't know what was in it except for like ham or spam or something. Mm-hmm. It was weird, gloopy, gloppy stuff that she would put on the stings to, I guess, suck some of the venom out of them. Uh, so it wasn't like, thank goodness I was not allergic to bees. Yeah. That would have been a time. Um, but <laughs> oh, showering after that was the worst because mm-hmm. she put the stuff on. And she's like, OK, this stuff has to stay on there for like a half an hour. So then I got like dry, crusty spam like in my hair oh. and all down my back and on my legs. And oh. I'm like, this is so gross. So then I hop yep. in the shower and everything hurts. Oh, and you were so little, too. So you and, like don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, why don't you play outside anymore? First off, I wish kids didn't play outside because they play outside my goddamn window. Yeah. Which, for those that don't know, my windows for the studio and the rest of my apartment are ground level. Yep. So children playing right outside my window makes it really hard to record anything or during live. the day. Or live. We just got some frosted glass to put over the windows because, you know, there's nothing like having a child come up to your window tapping on the glass and you're like half asleep. And usually half naked if you're half asleep. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, the f- dude, really? Like, I just want to post on the w- There's a great sign that I saw. It was like, hailing Satan or masturbating. I'm doing one or the other. Keep the door closed. <laughs> and <laughs> I kind of want to put that on the windows. Hell like, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, I digress. That's yeah. why children don't play outdoors. Plus, I could stay indoors. There is nothing quite like staying inside and playing, like, just losing yourself to a good rpg with the mm-hmm. window cracked in the summertime and like and like you can hear the birds and feel the breeze and get the sun but i don't have to deal with mosquitoes and west nile virus and other human beings and people's children yeah and other dogs the fact that they had to issue a mosquito warning last summer because it was so bad um yeah i'm not gonna go hang out outside sorry i can't like wear bug spray bug spray bug spray bug spray 24 Seven. Also, it doesn't work. I'm like delicious to mosquitoes for some reason. That is like Lyme disease. Yeah. From ticks. And like, and it's you like know, that's the last freaking thing. I, I don't want to go outside <laughs> for a happy little jaunt through the tall grass. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, uh, you're going to be horribly ill for the rest of your life. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, like, I am a human adult who... I would consider myself to look pretty threatening uh, and unassuming. Uh, And I was waiting for the bus one day and I almost got fucking kidnapped. Probably by a sex trafficker because I heard later, like two weeks later, that some like a suspicious car had been seen around town and it was the same kind of car 
that stopped in the parking lot to see if I needed a ride anywhere. So like, yeah, if kids don't want to play outside, I don't blame them because I'm an adult who makes my own choices and I still almost got kidnapped. In broad daylight, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Hello? <laughs> I'm an adult. I don't want to go outside. No. Leave me be in my home, please. <laughs> I'm an adult. I don't want to go missing and end up in Guadalajara. Truth. <laughs> or Siberia. Uh, Siberia makes some good games, though. I hate you. Yeah, but it's cold. Like, it's too cold. The game company? Yeah, I mean, they're not quite blizzard levels of cold, but... The lo- the location. Siberia. Ugh. So Animal Crossing, though, that's it? Yep. <laughs> Where I can play freely outside of my home. <laughs> Where I can be outside without having to be outside. Yeah. It's nice, too, because uh, overnight, the trees in my towns went from orange with snow everywhere to green with snow everywhere. And I was like, whoa! Hell yeah. Because they turn orange. Whoa, nature, you scary. They start turning orange in like August <laughs> or September. So it's like they've been orange for so long, I forgot what they looked like. I wanted uh, to play more games, but I sure didn't. <laughs> it's been a weird time. Uh, This week has been a good week, mm. I think, for me, for games. So I... As per usual, got caught up in my game ADD. Yeah. Uh, played a decent chunk of Elder Scrolls Online. Wow. Uh, no, that's a different game. Uh, ESO. I as it's, you. I know. Me too. It's a curse. <laughs> um, it's still fun. I did the whole thing like I did with Neverwinter where I just shut the game's music off and I started listening to Spotify and that made my experience so much better. better. Yeah. Especially where I was able to balance the music so that when dialogue did come up, I could still hear the characters talk. I mean, that's ideal. It was pretty great. So you don't have to lie. the game. Um, So that was fun. And I downloaded and installed and synced up uh, another card game. Eternal card game for mobile and Steam that I have been playing almost obsessively. Yeah. Because it's actually super good. Um, I was just looking for a card game again, and I don't want to play Hearthstone because I'm just not that into Blizzard anymore. Yeah. And even when I was into Blizzard, World of Warcraft wasn't really my jam. Mm -hmm. It was like very long time ago, but it's just not anymore. Yeah. Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends is just trash. Mm-hmm. I I beat the main campaign and now I cannot progress anywhere further Which without is, paying a lot of money. And for a game that they're not even working on. Yeah, no, they, they ceased development. So it's like, what the hell is the point? So, er, but, so I, I figured maybe I'll try Shadowverse again because that was the game that we discovered at PAX that Annabelle and I got a card made of ourselves. And so I was like, oh, cool. Well, we'll give that a go. Eh? Mm. It's not terrible, but it's also not really anything to write home about. And so I reinstalled Magic the Gathering Arena. But I realized, like, when I sit down at my PC, the last thing I'm thinking is I'll play a card game. Right. There's an- I sit down at my PC and I'm like, I have access to so many games. Almost an infinite library, I would say. Just about, yes. Um, 
I have like several hundred games on Steam. My Epic library is building out. Yep. Plus like League of Legends. I'm like, I could play the like, freaking Witcher. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, I guess I'll just load up Magic. And then there's like f- all the free indie games that you could possibly get into. Yeah. Real hard. Like it's a world so, of possibility. Why would you just sit there and be like, I'm going to play a card game that should be on my phone. Yeah. I mean, I like being able to do the deck building aspect on my computer. Yeah. Because trying to do that on your phone is just... Probably pain in the butt. I don't like it. Yeah. So somebody in one of the discords that I'm on was like, hey, have you tried Eternal Card Game? Because they are very actively updating it. Mm -hmm. And it plays kind of like a cross between Magic and Hearthstone. Because Hearthstone... A lot of the mobile card games where magic you used to have to play land cards and you would tap the land to get enough power to summon monsters or play spells. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the card games did away with that by simply just having a, like a number of gems or something that you have and it increments one per turn until you're up to a maximum of 10. Yeah. Because they just assumed and probably rightfully so that if you were playing a game of magic, any turn that you were capable of playing a land, you were playing a land. So why not just remove having to have those extra cards in your deck and we'll just increment your counter one every turn as though you were playing a land card. Hmm. It's a it's a weird system. It made sense at the time. <laughs> it I'll Honestly, it, it still makes sense. Yeah. Just I like that Eternal, you do have to actually play land cards. Yeah. It, it adds a new mechanic to the game that I don't think they thought about losing when they implemented the system in the first place which it's not a it's not a great thing but like the games like hearthstone you don't ever have to worry about getting landlocked mm-hmm. or drawing a hand a, a hand that's like say you're drawing seven cards well five of them are lands i need to power my shit so do i keep that hand or do i mulligan it there's a lot of strategy i think that goes into trying to balance that mechanic yeah that was lost when they got rid of that mechanic for games like hearthstone yeah and the elder scrolls legends it's so funny like Magic is the OG for yeah. so many people, even so many people who aren't into games or like nerd stuff now, but they were when they were a kid. And it just is like, no matter how shitty or weird or nonsensical, the thing that you create is people still loved magic, even though it makes no fucking sense. So love that thing that you made, <laughs> even if it's bad. Well, like watching two people who know magic play magic, they may as well be speaking any language, Wakandan, a language that isn't even real. I don't even, it might as well be alien to me. Yeah, I, I mean, if you were to get into magic or any of those card games now, they're explained well enough, I think. Not maybe, for maybe not magic. Not but for me. For most people, A lot of yeah. them are explained well enough now that it's easy to just slowly work your way into yeah at this point the rules for magic the gathering especially considering that one of the like staple rules of the card game is in the event that the rules or the actions of a card contradict the the rules of the game the card takes precedence huh so because of that they've had to make certain cards illegal for tournament play Mm -hmm. because certain cards just got way too overpowered you know, and as time goes on, more and more cards just get put in the catalog of, like, you can't actually use these to play. Yeah. Which is almost like, what the hell? What's the point then? <laughs> so, But it feels like the the rules behind Magic have almost been more um, 
reworked than like the Constitution <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's been more amendments to magic rules, I think, and it's it's crazy. But anyway, Eternal Card Game brings the land aspect back. So it's like, now I have to concern myself with that. And I, for some reason, like concerning myself with that. Yeah. I like the way that it plays. I like that the animations are smooth. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I got I got Demon X into it. So he's my friend on there now. And I'm trying to recruit other people because I want to play against real humans. Yeah, but not strangers. But I don't want to play against real humans in the realm of Hearthstone and games like that. Mm hmm. Because people are known in Hearthstone for, you know, dropping, like, my salary on cards. Yeah. And I'm like, it's one of those, I just feel like I can't afford to play against other players. And that sucks. And it's kind of dumb. Where it's like, like a game like Evil Apples, where you can, for free, completely, without spending human money, purchase decks of cards. You don't need those decks to win a round. No, they just fuck, add stuff. Some of them are really funny. Yeah. You can even write your own cards. Love that. There's a little button and it just costs you yeah. like a couple of coins, which you win coins every round you're playing anyway. Yep. So it's like, great. Yeah. Love it. It's great. Um, But yeah, so if uh, if anyone listening hasn't checked it out and you're into card games, check out Eternal Card Game. Hop on there. Toss me a friend invite. Hell yeah. Or, uh, you know, hit me up and we can we can play against each other. I haven't spent money on cards, so we'll be on an even playing ground. Yep. I think I just got Shadow into it too, my cousin. <laughs> so, and if anybody uh, really likes Cards Against Humanity but doesn't want to hang out with seven to ten people to play, Evil Apples is fucking amazing. It is, and, and like, it's free. We have like three or four rotating games with various bits and pieces of us. Yep. Just because it's so fun. <laughs> it keeps my brain going with that kind of yeah. wit and connections and whatnot, and uh, it's. I'm I didn't realize when I first started playing Evil Apples that that random, uh, the random deck game, mm -hmm. I thought that was, I'd be spending 15 cakes or piece slices of cake to hop into a random game with strangers using one random deck that I owned. Oh, That's no. how my brain processed it. I didn't realize until later that, because I had a lot of cake, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize until later that I could spend 15 cake to get, like, own a random deck. Yep. That's and I got picks, most of mine. It only picks from decks you don't have. Yep. So I have, because you can't get duplicates. I have most what would be the point? of the there are eleven expansions where it's just like expansion one to I think eleven. Yep. I have most of those now just from the cakes, which is great. And when they had their Black Friday sale, it yeah. was like two dollars got you like basically three decks. I had <clears throat> and they, they made this sale for not just money, but for coins too. So like yeah. you could use your coins that you got for free from winning to buy decks. So I got a lot of decks for like the holiday sales just because they were super cheap and I had a lot of coins because yeah. I didn't realize you could use coins to buy decks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I would just been banking. And them. it's like Black Friday. They dropped the coin price on decks as well as increasing how many coins your real money got you. Yeah, it's really it's so fun. You can't add people. So like if you want to play games with us. Send one of us, like, I don't hit know. Hit up Yadu we'll, Gamers on Twitter and say, hey, I'm looking for some evil apples. Yeah. We'll, and I will hit you back with a game code yeah. or something. Because you have to, like, start a game and then send somebody the code. And then once they're in your game, you can add them as a friend. That's, like, my only complaint is that that system's kind of weird. But it's so fun, and who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I did play some of The Witcher. Hell yeah. I had to do it with a controller. Mm. I don't know what it is about the keyboard and mouse controls for that game. I just can't. Weird. So I, I think maybe I it wasn't con- meant for it. I had to do the con- well, like boss man Kev and Nikki are both playing Witcher three mm-hmm. wild hunt right now because, you know, the series just hit mm-hmm. on Netflix. And so everyone's all hype on the Witcher right now. Yep. So I'm of course I want to I want on that bandwagon. Yeah. But I'm so used to controller playing. Yep. That I <laughs> just it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Especially really. games like because, you know, everyone compares The Witcher to like Monster Hunter mm-hmm. meets like a Souls kind of game, like yeah. the fight styles. And and I'm like, those are all games that I played with a controller. Yeah. I play Dauntless with a controller. I play Bloodborne, Sekiro, Dark yep. Souls, all controller. Yep. I You know what? I play with a mouse and keyboards, first person shooters, and that's about it. Which oh, is and not. M- first person shooters and MMOs. Yep. Yeah. So. And like The Witcher... At least The Witcher 3. I don't know about 1 and 2. But <laughs> there's a part in one of the episodes of the show where, like, Geralt had done a favor for somebody. And the person was like, can you just, like, do me a solid and go do this thing real quick? And Morgan was like, and welcome to the game. This is what it is. It's just, can you do me a favor? <laughs> it's just. Thank you, goodbye. Another reservation needs your help. Yeah. Over and over again. I really want to read the books, though. I like, yeah, that's where Annabelle said the same thing. She's like, I really want to read the books. I want to get them because the show has what, two or three different timelines going on Yep, at the same time. So it's like it's if you're not semi versed in the games or the books, then that's so it's a little hard to keep up with. That is really funny to me because I saw so many people like complaining about that. How far? Are you still on episode five? Six. Six? I just finished okay. six, so I have two more episodes to go. Okay. So you're at, you, everybody has to be, has to know at this point that Geralt's timeline, Yennefer's to- uh, timeline, and Ciri's timeline are, for the most part, happening at different times. Yeah. That becomes clear at some point. I want to say it was like episode four, three or four. As soon as they brought up the law of surprise, I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, actually it, the last time I came down to do your hair and we put on episode two with the Striga where he saves the girl from being a monster. Um, he's talking to the King because the Striga is, you know, the whole thing. Right. And then in Yennefer's time, she's at the ball and then you see the King and his sister as children at the ball. That was the moment I realized Oh, I didn't. Is... I, apparently, I wasn't that deep in it. <laughs> I was also watching with subtitles, so I like remembered everybody's names, and I was that'll like, do it. Wait, the king, but that little boy. Oh, this is happening a long time ago. This is happening probably now. Yeah, because when you get to by the time you get into The Witcher Three Wild Hunt, the game, it's and, way in the future. From and the... Geralt is there with Siri. It's yep. like Geralt and Yennefer have been around for like a century at yeah. this point. They're both ancient mm-hmm. when when all this is going on. Yep. So, and you know, Siri is still a child. Yeah. I think Siri's the only one, and maybe it's just because I haven't played enough of the game yet, that I, I didn't look at the game model character and the person they cast for Netflix series mm-hmm. and go, spot on. Sense. Yeah. But I don't remember when that episode is, so never mind. I won't say it. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
But it, it, a lot of people were complaining because they were like, oh, I just didn't get it until like the last episode. And I was like. Then go back and watch it again. That's probably what I'm going to do. You should. Just because it's so good. And like now you know. So it. it now that I have a rough understanding. By the, I get through it once just for the sake of getting through it once. And then I'll go back and like, like oh, let it all yeah. really sink in. Um, Like I'm dumb. And I still got it pretty quick. So like, is it just me? Or does everybody just need to turn on their captions so that they understand who is who? Apparently the rest of the world just needs subtitles. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. But it's good. Definitely watch. Because like the watching it the first time, you're like, wow, this was really good. And then you watch it a second time and you understand like, oh, that's relevant because it's happening in the past and whatever. And you're like, oh my God, this show is so good. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, it just made me think there's a character in Excel Saga. I think his name is Sumiyoshi. He's like one of the the three neighbors to Excel and Hyatt. And he only speaks in subtitles. I love that. He never vocalizes anything. He, he, he's got like the glasses with the forever glare so you can't see his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he'll just glare at the screen and there's subtitles that appear. And that. it's like everyone else interprets them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like every other character in the show knows what he's saying, but you, the viewer, have no idea. Like, aside from the fact that there's subtitles there. Yeah. Like, you, the viewer, don't hear anything. I love that. And you're like, are they reading the subtitles? Because what the fuck? It's just a vibe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole thing. And I was like, I would love to include that in something someday. Yeah. Like, I do it just like a short film or a vlog. Where everybody. Where just there's one person that only speaks in subtitles. Yeah. And everybody just kind of knows what yeah. they mean because it's like a vibe. Yep. It's like that twin psychic thing, where but it's everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone just knows, even like total strangers. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I want to say that that's, I mean, I played some Dauntless, but that was relatively uneventful. It's, mm. it's Dauntless. Yeah. It's good. Play it. It's, it's good. Free. You like it. It's good. I like it. It's free. I thought about, <laughs> I updated League of Legends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so hard to put a full team together now the, for whatever reason I think Twisted Tree Line isn't a thing anymore which is what we used to play three player against AI mm-hmm. so now my only real option is five player versus AI Ooh. or jump into a game with like people who are again have spent an entire life savings on characters but are still somehow 12 yeah and they're all very angry at me for not knowing the minute details of my character yeah and you should be running top lane and blah, 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 blah. And like, dude, I just, this is a game. I came here to have fun. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here to be the next esports champion. No, it's a game that I'm playing for free. Yes. Burp included. Someone back when Overwatch was still relatively new, uh, I was watching a streamer playing Overwatch uh, just on free play, basically mm-hmm. on, um, casual so they weren't like doing ranked competitive and someone in the voice chat like someone out they were all on a team together and one person on their team was new to the game Mm -hmm. like clearly new to the game and during the random picking and matching up with the team they got this one low level character in the guy that was streaming was like yeah relatively Mm -hmm. mid-level at at the time i think he was like in his 50s uh, which was great for the time being. Yeah. And there was some other kid that was playing with them. And we'll call them we'll call them newbie, asshole, and streamer. Yep. Because that's basically how it, w- it went down. And 
this asshole is just like yelling at this kid whenever the, at newbie whenever he was like dying or when he played something wrong and the streamer straight up called him on it and he was like because the kid was like go back to playing minecraft or some like crazy stupid thing yeah and he's like dude get good and he's like we're not playing competitive you realize that it's and he's like video. well he needs to get good at the game he's like where do you think people do that this is <laughs> casual play my dude yeah be nice to people like you're just being a straight up asshole. Yeah. And I, you're not making more people want to join this game. I have been targeted in Overwatch because I was a, like a new player just trying to play a game. This was before they had the whole private server thing where you could set your own server and have like you against peep against bots or whatever. Yep. Or you and your friends against whatever. That was before that. So your only options were I'm in practice mode, testing out characters or I play against other human beings with other human beings. That was your like option. And it like, as soon as I died once, everybody just went after me and I didn't have any, any headset on or anything, but I knew that people were like, get the fuck out of this game. And that was really frustrating because it's like, I don't have an option. I want to play this game and I don't want to have to be good at it. And that's why I don't play Overwatch. Because it's still like that, and it's so shitty. And it, I feel like it only gets worse as time goes on, because more and more people have had more and more time to just sink hours into Overwatch. Yeah, and it's like, I'm, I'm just here to have a good time. That's why if I ever did play, I was playing as Mercy, because you can't fuck that up. You just get out of the way and you heal people. And that's the, that's what I can do. I can't aim very good. Spoiler alert. To. People will still get angry at the healer. They oh, always yeah. have. Oh, it's yeah. always the healer's fault. Not the fact that you were standing in a puddle of lava yeah, while not, trying to fight a boss. Not the fact that uh, we were all here and you ran across the map into enemy territory and then spammed need a healer 50 times. And I tried really hard to get to you, but everybody else took priority because they stuck with me. No, it's absolutely my has fault. has nothing to do with the fact that you're DPS and why are you pulling aggro, you stupid shit. Stop pulling them off the tank Yep, is all I'm saying. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. That's what I've been playing. Um, now I'm all heated. I'm hoping to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm it's, mad. It's good on a hot, cold day like today. I almost oh said God. a hot day like today. I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's so a cold. real scorcher out there. It's so cold that it's now a hot one. Six inches from the midday sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, let me uh, let me take you to. Oh, you just made the thing day do the thing. <laughs> I sure did. There's a vibrating unicorn on our couch, just so the world can know. I am gonna put this on my neck. Oh, you should. It's delightful. I'm gonna. Um, so let me bring you some games that are going to be releasing next week on Tuesday, January 21st. Shit. We'll see the release of Moons of Madness for. PS4 and Xbox One and Temtem for PC. Uh, Wednesday, January 22nd, Lumini for Xbox One. If that's the game I think it is, you're like a little tiny wizard dude and it's so cute. Oh. Um, I could be wrong. I just the name is ringing a bell for me right now. And Thursday, January 23rd, Mosaic for PS4 and Switch. Warhammer 40K Space Wolf for the Switch. Oh my god, I'm so pleased about this next one. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD for the Switch. I need that in my life. Uh, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners for PC. 
and Sega Ages Shinobi for the Switch. Shinobi. Shinobi. And it's just, it's, you ever seen that show, you ever seen that show Ghost Rider from the 90s? Yeah. It's yeah, appearing before it's, your very eyes. It's, it's exactly what's happening because right now. Is like a ghost blob came into my Google Doc. <laughs> Guess who forgot to get the Epic Games? suddenly, Epic Games uh, that are free Thursday to Thursday. So free from right now, starting on Thursday, January 16th, running until Thursday, January 23rd, is Horus, which I read the description and it was like in this weird Douglas Adams universe. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Hitchhiker's Guide, here I come. And like the guy on the the thumbnail for that on the the website looks like a Lego man. Yeah, apparently he's a robot or something like that. Hmm. Uh, and then Thursday, January twenty third until Jan- Thursday, January thirtieth, we'll have the bridge, a logic puzzle game that forces the player to reevaluate their preconceptions of physics and perspective. That one sounds fun. I'm into it. Um. Oh, what was the name of that? I don't remember the name of the game now. There was one that I was like super into the idea of because it was uh, I'm going to have to find it, but I might have to find it during the break. Mm. So that being said, uh, I'm going to go and do a search on the things that I saved on Reddit because boy, isn't that a thing. And uh, we'll be right back at you with some gaming news. Yeah. This Week in Gaming is brought to you in part by the support of our patrons, AJ Baki, Eileen Hubbard, For Love of Nerd, Mark Anthony, and Robert Brady. Your contributions allow us to license Adobe Audition and continue doing what we love, working on making our streams and podcasts even better. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. The game I was thinking of was Super Liminal. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that game at all or not, but it looks like a delight. It plays on the whole perspective and depth perception in a game. Very strange. Anyway, welcome back to Twig. Uh, I'm going to not throw it to Morgan, but rather say myself. Well, I'm going to say myself for posterity and stuff, and then I'll throw it to you for some news to lead us us into the news. Um, So... This is This Week in Gaming, episode 144. That's wild. Six more episodes until we do it live. Yeah. So be ready for that. Uh, we are recording this on Friday, January 17th. It will hit your earballs Saturday, January 18th. Yeah. Which is really good because it's the following day. Just a reminder before we get into it that we will be moving platforms from Podbean to Anchor. Once it hits Anchor, I'm going to get everything, hopefully, moved over to Anchor. All 144 current episodes moved over. I'm going to try and do that this weekend Mm -hmm. just so we can be caught up before we need to worry about it. Um, And you'll be able to find us then. Hopefully, you'll be able to find us easier when searching for This Week in Gaming or Twig Podcast. And... And you'll be able to find us on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener person. But hopefully nothing will really change. Yeah. Like if you, (laughs) you know. I will have to bring it to Podbean again. Yeah. Like just submit the feed to Podbean so you can find it there. Maybe we can fix, like maybe if we have to re-upload it to iTunes or whatever the fuck happens, it'll be fixed and I can actually see our data because Hopefully. We've, we've been on iTunes for a really long time, and it still says, 
I don't have any information for you. I don't think enough people have listened. And I know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that I've spent so much time at work over the last few weeks working on search engine optimization yep. and <clears throat> making sure that things function properly for another website we're building on. Mm for work that I think I can take what I've learned and apply it to getting us more notable, get us noticed a little bit more on our own platforms. Lastly, I would like to give a shout out to Stephen Bradford Long, who is the host of the Sacred Tensions podcast, because I've been, I've been back and forthing with him Mm because I love that podcast. And he keeps like putting out all these thought provoking things. And I keep being like, dude, my brain. Yes, please. I'll hit him up and be like, hey, good job on your podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, he's over with the Rock Candy Podcast Network. Which is such a sick name. It really is. They're maybe doing want, some great things over there. Maybe want rock candy. It, yeah. And not meth, actual candy. Like actual rock candy. It sounds so... I, For whatever reason, every time I hear rock candy, I think of Pop Rocks. Mm. My brain gets that black background with either red or blue, <laughs> you know, rock yeah. on it. But anyway, shout out to Stephen Brad for long. He yeah. listened to one of our most recent episodes. I appreciate you, dude. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I'm going to throw it over to Sarah. Take us into some news. What happened in games this week? Uh, a lot of stuff, kind of. Uh, a handful okay. of things. <laughs> More Was it our last episode that was super short? It Despite, was. Oh, no, because we did a double episode last week. Because yeah, of I just kind of like crammed in all the important stuff last week. So last week was kind of weird. Um, okay, so first up. Uh, Microsoft is adding some things to Game Pass for PC, not Game Pass in general, but Game Pass just for PC. Uh, they're adding Gris, A Plague Tale, Innocence, and Children of Morta to Game Pass P- for PC in the next few weeks. So I don't know if that means by the end of January or somewhere around February. I don't know. Um, Microsoft is also offering their deal that they usually do every now and then of $1 for three months of Game Pass for PC only to first-time subscribers for a limited time. Don't know how long that'll go on for. But mm. if you have a PC... I do. Fucking worth it. Just for, like, like get three months and then play all the games you want in the whole world for three months because most of the games on Game Pass in general are on PC, too. It's great. It's a good time. <laughs> uh... That's it for that. So, yeah, bring us into some, uh, for those that follow the stream, you know we took a week off this month. Um, I'm treating it like a holiday because, gosh darn it, it's a holiday. Games done quick. They do their two yearly annual big events that are a week long. Yep. And so AGDQ took place. Games done quick broke yet another record. Yep. They raised $3 one hundred thirty-three thousand sixty-two dollars and seventy-eight cents for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. They beat their summer games done quick record, which was three million five thousand seven hundred eighty-eight dollars and eighty-seven cents. Yep. So summer games done quick was wow, we raised over three million, and this one was wow, we raised over that, but still in the three million range. Right. Still very impressive. Uh, summer games done quick. We'll have another week off from my streams at least. But Summer Games Done Quick 2020 will be June 21st to June 28th in Bloomington, Minnesota. For those that, if this is your first time hearing about GDQ, Games Done Quick, you got, you absolutely look them up. Yep. Uh, I think in the whole time that they've been doing this, they've raised, it was something like they've raised over $26 million total at this point. And do they alternate, right, between the Prevent Cancer Foundation and Doctors Without Borders? And one of the ones for animals, too, but I don't remember what it's called. 
And then um, sometimes it's for able gamers, like the I think it was the Twitch when Twitch had TwitchCon or whatever that was called in yeah. October, and they did a weekend GDQ. It was for able gamers. But then, like when they do the little weekend events, it's usually a different one. Like it's usually something smaller. But well, I think I mean, they they pull some of the top talent. Oh yeah, for speedrunners. Speed That's yeah. why it's called Games Done Quick. If you're again, if you're if this is your first time hearing about it, mm-hmm. look it up. It's incredible. Um, I got to see some really really good speedruns. I wanted to see the speedrun that someone did for Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because it was during a time when it was like two in the morning here. Yeah. Um, because they do 24 hours for seven days. Yep. The only it doesn't time, stop. The only time that there's a break is in between games when they're setting stuff up. And they're not not live for that point. That's just it's like just music and reading donations and yep. reminding you of things you could win. Yep. But um, anyway, that's seeing as I then. seeing as I mentioned Bioshock, let me just go yeah, ahead and segue you that's in. That's funny. Um, so the Bioshock trilogy may be coming to the Switch this year, yes, which please. would be very cool. Um, this is according to the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee, who has rated Bioshock the collection for the Switch, and usually. This, the committee will rate a game that is about to come out, but they kind of have a habit of doing it super, super early, like before anybody else knows that these games are coming out on that platform. So this might mean that the collection is coming to the Switch and just like nobody knew about it yet. Mm. Whoops. Um, so I mean, I it, think it'd be great to get more people to play Bioshock, especially if they yeah, haven't yet. Because it's kind of hard to get your hands on them now. I have a copy. I want to pick it up for PC at some point. Yeah. I have a copy of one on the PS3 because Mark let us borrow Infinite years ago. And for some reason, it just like automatically downloaded a copy of Bioshock 1. Yep. And I was like, that's really cool. This game is hard, so I won't play it. But like, I want two. You know, I watched Morgan play Infinite and that was really fun. I started one, couldn't play it because I'm dumb and bad at games. But it's like, I can't experience two. I don't know where to get it. It's probably expensive. I might as well just buy a collection. You uh, you don't want to. <laughs> it's unfortunately, it's one of those things like with um, the Evil Dead trilogy. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead, great movie. Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, great movie. Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Bad. Don't waste your time. Mm. Uh, Devil May Cry 1, great game. Devil May Cry 2, absolute trash. Devil May Cry 3, glorious. <laughs> I don't know what it is about twos. That is really weird. But Bioshock 2, because in the first Bioshock, I, uh, you know the big daddies. Yeah. And how gosh darn invincible they seem. Mm-hmm. In two, you're playing as a prototype for a big daddy. Oh, interesting. But you feel like you're made out of wet tissue paper with how oh, easily you'll go down. That's stupid. So it's like, I wanted to walk around like the terror that I should yeah. be. And like one was so iconic. Because one, I was impressed. It came out, I think, around 2006. Might have been a little bit before that. Let's see. I think um, it was 2006 it or was, 7. Yeah, 2007. Wow. So 2007, when Bioshock came out, I didn't play it until probably 2012, 2000. No, it would have been like 2011, 2012, somewhere in the years after it came out. Yeah. Um. At least three years after it came out because I couldn't afford a console until then. Yeah. And I managed not to have the ending spoiled for me in that time, which blows my mind. So it was just all that much more impactful Mm -hmm. when I played through the game. 
And so if there's anyone out there that's listening that you haven't played Bioshock and you don't know what I'm talking about, don't look it up. <laughs> I mean, if you want to watch a playthrough of it, go watch a playthrough of it. Yep. Get the experience or play it yourself. Yeah. Because it's one of those it's one of those key moments in gaming. It really it was like a weird I, rem, I I wasn't super into it. I didn't really know a lot about it until I became friends with somebody who was obsessed with it later in in like the early 2010s. But like it, I still remember it being so iconic because there wasn't a game like it. There just wasn't something like that where it's like it's got a great story. It's got a great gameplay, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. I mean, iconic. it was it was very much based off of, I think, System Shock and System Shock 2, mm-hmm. which I think um, Yahtzee, Zero Punctuation, brought up when he reviewed Bioshock. But Bioshock was still phenomenal Mm -hmm. i highly recommend in infinite blew me away infinite Infinite was was one of the few games that like i picked it up and i beat it within a weekend yeah because i couldn't stop it's very good it's a good like connector to the rest of the like idea of what the game is but it's good fucking series and if it does come to the switch depending on how much it costs might pick it up because maybe it's time it's worth it. Maybe it's time for me to play a now 13-year-old game. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, that's hard to... That, that hit me. It's really hard to swallow. Infinite, I just looked it up, came out in 2013. Yep. That seems like a very recent game. It is not. Because I just remembered like where we lived when Mark was like, oh yeah, borrow Infinite. I know you guys live like two hours away, so it's not a big deal. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yep. All right, so in order to get Sarah to shut up, I'm going to move on with the news. <laughs> uh, so some news on the front of Cyberpunk 2077. Unfortunately, Cyberpunk 2077 has officially been delayed until September 17th, 2020. Yep. CD Projekt Red has also said the multiplayer aspects of the game have been delayed until at least after 2021. Yep. They did release an official statement on it. I was reading it the other day. It's, it's your basic, like, hey... Uh, the game is basically done and playable, but we have yeah. some tweaks that really need to be made done in order to make this game as good as it can be on launch. Yep. And anyone that knows CD Projekt Red, they did The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt mm-hmm. and the DLC for it. They are very oriented around. They're not the type of company to be like, we're going to take an extra six months yeah. and then still release trash. No, I mean, the fact that the game is already at, at this point in time playable and basically done, but they're like, it could use some more work. I will let you do that because I think this game could be great. I want it to be great. I want it to be better than some people give it credit for since it's just like <laughs> the future. And I love the the official notice that they put out. The uh, It feels like a letter you write to a friend or like an email to uh, uh, a coworker. Yeah. Even. Uh, so their official statement says, uh, we have important news regarding Cyberpunk 2077's release date we'd like to share with you today. Cyberpunk 2077 won't make the April release window, and we're moving the launch date to September 17th, 2020. We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit, 
but due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. Expect more regular updates as progress on progress as we get closer to the new release date. We're really looking forward to seeing you in Night City. Thank you for your ongoing support. Yep. And that's, I'm, you know, I'm not even, I can't even be mad at them. No. They do such a good job, or they, they've done such a good job in the past. Yeah. And just seeing what has become of Cyberpunk 2077 thus far, mm-hmm. all the things that they are looking to do, it's huge. Yeah. It, and you know, I am a little bit curious to see if the new release date, if they're going to cross release PS4, PS5. That was what Morgan thought when I first sent this to her so I could save it. And she kind of got, got a little upset because she was like, they're going to just fucking release this for PS5. What the fuck? They've done so much development with it in the current engine. I'm assuming working towards being mm-hmm. playable on PC and current generation it's, consoles. Um, I don't see them doing that. No. But I do see, if you remember when Watch Dogs released PS3, PS4, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto 5, PS3, mm-hmm. PS4. And they're on both fine. platforms. But I think if they do that, you're going to see massive differences Yeah. between, like, I remember when Mark had GTA 5. Mm-hmm. And he played it on the PS3 a lot. And I would come in and watch him play it on the PS3. And he picked it up for PS4. And he was like, holy shit, dude, you need to see this. Mm -hmm. And I came in and looked at it. And there were so many more background characters, NPCs, Mm -hmm. things going on. Because the PS4 is just so much more capable of handling all that calculation. So, I mean, if it is... It can be done, though. If it does come out and it's like PS4 also coming to PS5, I'll be like... I'm going to wait a little bit in the hopes that they'll put out like a cyberpunk 2077 edition PS five. And then I can just, you know, not pay rent for a few months <laughs> to, to afford it. Nah, uh, I, I, that is going to be something that Morgan is going to specifically save up so we can get it on launch day because I'm excited for it and she's excited for it. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Moving on from there, I'll throw it back over to you for a game that you're you may have heard of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sarah, the residential expert. Yeah, just maybe once. Uh, okay, so Horizon Zero Dawn. Some people may know this is my favorite game of all time. I know that's a really big anchor to hold, but it is. It's true. Um, according to Kotaku. Sources who are, quote, familiar with Sony's plans, but wanted to remain anonymous so they didn't get fired, so they probably work at Sony, have told Kotaku uh, that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC later this year. Um, It will probably be releasing on Steam and the Epic Game Store, because at this point they've had three years, almost three years of exclusivity. Who cares? Um... And nobody knows if the Frozen Wilds DLC, which is the only DLC, will be included or if it's something that people will have to wait for. At this point, Frozen Wilds has been out for a couple of years, so probably. I don't know. But this is great because there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, I wanted to play it, but I just I can't 
invest in a PS4 for one or two exclusive games. And that's fair. But it's such a good game that, like, you have to fucking play it. It's so goddamn good. (laughs) Moving on from that to our last piece of news, which I'm very... I'm both... I feel like I'm disproportionately excited for this. Yeah. I'm excited from the perspective of someone who plays ESO, not from the perspective of an Elder Scrolls fan. Yes. Which is weird to say. Whereas just a regular Elder Scrolls fan, I'm excited to watch people play this on YouTube. Yep. So Bethesda made an announcement on Thursday. They had a big unveiling event for what's the future of Elder Scrolls Online. And we had we got the glory of seeing Pete Hines as well as the ZeniMax head of development over there. I forgot his name already. Billy Bob something. Um, but they were talking about what's going to be happening in the world of ESO yep. coming forward. And the whole thing was, they had the hashtag running the dark heart of Skyrim. So they're opening up Western Skyrim. Yep. Uh, Bethesda announced a Skyrim expansion for Elder Scrolls online coming this year. And it's not just I. My understanding is that they have parts of East or Eastern Skyrim mm. currently in ESO. I sure. because that lacks a any sort of a reasonable map system aside from the main map. I haven't memorized locations at all. Mm-hmm. So I this is I've never even thought to look at the map and go, hey, can I go to Skyrim? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because it's it's huge. And if you're not exactly familiar with Skyrim, the game. You might not look at an, a very weird specific area and go, oh, that's from Skyrim. Yep. I don't know how familiar you are with Skyrim. Uh, the most familiarity I have with Skyrim is the map that hangs on my wall. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, I've And I never really look at it that closely. Yeah. I just go, that's the shape of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it kind of looks like. Um, but it's the first of its four parts. Harrowstorm comes out on May 18th for PC and Mac. And... On June 2nd for PS4 and Xbox One. I think they named the other four parts of the Dark Heart of Skyrim, but like, who cares? Because those are coming out later this year. Uh, Blackreach well, well, is the major expansion that's going to bring the Dark Heart of mm, Skyrim into it. Yeah, they're including vampires, werewolves. They've redone. Yeah. they've revamped the vamps. Yeah, and which is great. Doesn't everything take place like 400 years after the events of Skyrim, the game? Uh, the opposite. Something? A thousand years before oh, the events yeah. of Skyrim. Where am I? I I'm apparently in fu- you're in the future. I'm in 3041. You're in Skyrim 2077. <laughs> Sky- Skyberpunk 2077. The uh the Polygon article about this said um Skyrim, the game that has been released on virtually every platform, will finally reach its final one, Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I was like, oh, That will not Christ. be its final one. They'll re-release it remastered for the PS5. Oh yeah. And the Xbox. Um, But but they even made that joke at the conference, which I thought was funny. Mm -hmm. They're like, if you haven't heard of Skyrim, we've released it on like 48 different platforms, 57 (laughs) times. Including an Alexa. They're like, I don't. At this point, if you haven't played it, that's on you. Um, Truly. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Um, But I know they said they'll be expanding it to Western Skyrim. Majority of the game will take place under Skyrim. In Dark Reach, mm-hmm. Dark Black Reach, yes. Dark Heart of Skyrim Black and Black Reach, like it just Eastern Skyrim is my favorite part of Skyrim. So I'm I'm excited to see what's going on there. I know they said it's going to be a contrast. Like last year, they ran a year long event 
around elsewhere Mm -hmm. with the Khajiit and dragons. And they were like, it's going to be a stark contrast to that because the Nords aren't uppity and happy like the Khajiit are. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be more of a dark and gritty feel to the DLC and the expansion and whatnot that are coming this year. And personally, I think I'm going to... I have elsewhere on my wish list still. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait till it drops in price a little bit again and I'll end up picking it up and I'll start actually buying various DLC either when it goes on sale for a whole lot cheaper yep. or when I need it for events. Cause it's been the one thing that's been pissing me off with trying to play with Annabelle is we'll we need, okay, well we want to go and do the clockwork city event but you have to buy the Clockwork City DLC. And it's like, well, why would you put that on one of your seasonal events if, if I need to? Yeah. And it's like, not like, it's, oh, I want to go and do this thing. Oh, it's part of this DLC. I guess I'll buy that DLC to do that thing. Yeah. It's like you go to the website and you go, what's going on for seasonal? And it's like, well, season of the witch. And then we do that. And it's super fun and exciting. And we get to do the whole thing. And then the next one is like, oh, Clockwork City Celebration. Mm-hmm. It's a seasonal event. You get event tickets. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let's go do that. And then we fight our way through levels that we shouldn't even be in to get from point A to point B, only to show up at point B and go, you need the DLC for this. Yeah. And it's like, frustrating. It, there, there comes a point where I start to get angry just because, like, consumers have rights as consumers. It's why false advertising is a crime and yeah. like it starts to really be very blurry when it gets to this point with a fucking video game and it makes me so mad stop lying to me don't like, let me get this far don't yeah dupe i'd me. be fine if i loaded up into it and, and it they like, did one of two things either a they decide we're making this a seasonal event so temporarily this dlc is going to be free to play like when they do free weekends and yeah. people can access anything kind of deal. Or like when we did the test for elsewhere. Mm-hmm. If they want to be like, okay, the month of November, this particular DLC is free for this particular event. And then it will go back to being whatever it costs. Mm-hmm. So you can play through this event and that's about it. Or telling me off the bat, either on the website or what have you, requires DLC so that I know before I jump in. That way, if I want to, if I'm like, this seems like a really cool event, I really want to do this, then I know going into it, okay, I'm prepped to spend $15 to buy this DLC. But the fact that you can get that far before it tells you, and it's like, here's this event that you can go to, and then you get there, and it's like, actually, you can't because you have to spend money. Like, that is where it gets really blurry. You get to the quest marker. Yeah. And that's when it tells you. Like, that shouldn't happen. That's, like, so almost across the line. Someone out there is like, you should know, based on the location for the game, that is not in this particular area. That is on the other side of this province. And it's like, I don't, though. But, like, I'm trying to understand and learn. Is it Tamriel? Yes. The world? I keep wanting to say Cyrodiil, but that's a location in Tamriel, I believe. Yes. That's that's, uh, Oblivion. Okay, yeah. So, and that was another thing that was like they announced was that you can now go on artifact hunting or you'll be able to with the expansion and the updates. And that'll be everywhere in the world. It Mm -hmm. won't be just the new areas they're unlocking. So I can now be the Indiana Jones of Tamriel and just go and find artifacts, use them to decorate my house, which is something I completely forgot even existed. (laughs) I feel like I'm missing out on 75% of the game. 
Yeah. Because I haven't really delved into materials crafting mm-hmm. and pimping out my house. Yeah. And anything that you can do without a DLC, terrific. Yeah. But don't there's honestly lie to me. there's so much that I can do without needing any of that DLC. And that's great. It's just that Maybe the few play times it. that I want to poke into something, it happens to be a DLC I don't yeah. have. It just makes me so mad. So I am I am still really excited for the things that are coming in the game. Yeah. I really want to get elsewhere because there's something about maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the engine that they're using for this game or maybe it's just the aesthetic of Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. But I feel like all of the NPCs I run into, it might just be because they're mostly elves of some branch or another. Yeah. They just look like clay aliens. (laughs) There's like these giant eyes, small mouths. Hi, welcome to a Bethesda game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, the only like my favorite character is um, Razumdar, the Khajiit who helps you out because he's a Khajiit. Mm-hmm. He has so much personality. Hell yeah! And I mean the the voice actors that do the other characters like they still give them personality. It's not a fault of the voice actors; they're mm-hmm. not just like dry reading the lines. But there's so little animation happening yeah with the characters and i mean that's fine like i heck i grew up playing games where like your equivalent of animation was a floppy mouth puppet basically in the bottom left corner of a character and their mouth moved whether they were talking or not yeah <laughs> looking at you war uh warcraft 3 <laughs> still love you and, like we've come such a long way since like morrowind and oblivion truly that like uh, to a certain point it's like i'm happy that we're here where we are in development of Vivi games. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you can't charge people like $200 for a whole lot of content and then be like, yeah, you remember what original Skyrim in 2011 looked like? That's what our game looks like. I'm Todd Howard. It's, yeah. It- <laughs> I've bent over to show you my open butthole. Uh, they were saying that the Skyrim in ESO is not quite going to be exactly Skyrim from the game. Mm. It will be bigger. I mean, that makes sense. And like key landmarks will still be there. Yeah. That makes sense because like ultimately in the game Skyrim, the actual world is like pretty small. Ultimately. I'm kind of glad to hear that because I do want to go back and play Skyrim. I just don't, I don't know right now if I want to, like play it on PC or just borrow it from you on PS4. Uh, well, I mean, borrowing it from you is free if you it had is, it. It is on PS4. free, but Nye has my copy. Ah, so so it'll be a little, <laughs> which lot. is fine. But she has it, and she lives far away now. <laughs> I'll have to send a reminder out that way because Al and I are coming down for our gathering for oh, yeah, um, a thing, Lupercalia, uh, aka my birthday. <laughs> is it? I mean, not my birthday. It's but close. My birthday is in late February, so anything that happens after Valentine's Day is for my birthday. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, so that. But yeah, if she, so, if, they'll be coming down for that, and I'm. I know. I had to bug Al. I was like, "Hey, so I have Morgan's copy of God of Boy." <laughs> it's so funny because <laughs> when you started streaming it, she was like, "Oh man, I want to play God." Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, if if they can 
bring it back down, you can just borrow it, and that's fine. I mean, kudos <laughs> but to... But I do not have it physically. Kudos to Al, my favorite Prince Bubbles. Yeah. Because he hit me up the other day, and he was like, hey, um, did you have the Steelbook version of God of War? And I was like, no, why? He's like, well, you do now. Oh. I feel bad because I borrowed it for so long. <laughs> and I it was on sale, and I wanted to pick it up anyway, so I just got the Steelbook version. Sick. So I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's like when you gave me Skyrim, and you were like, here's the... Steel Here's the steelbook because you guys have basically given like the cost of a replacement kidney to Bethesda for Skyrim alone. That's fucking true. It's a little crazy, but <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when it came out, 11, 11, 11. Yep. And it's nuts because I didn't play Skyrim for so many years after it came out just because I was living with you at the time and everybody in the house had played the intro. So I had seen the intro to Skyrim. Probably 10 times. And I was like, I want no part of this. It took me like five years to finally play Skyrim. Yeah. And now it's one of my favorite games. Just out of necessity. I had a weird point where I was angry at games that suck you in. Like, <laughs> you remember when people were like, oh, Call of Duty is ruining relationships because people would rather play COD than yeah. spend time with other human beings. And that was specifically, I think, around the release of Black Ops mm -hmm. and Modern Warfare 3. Yep. And I was so upset with those games because i was i basically was being a combination old coot slash hipster yeah where i was like you kids don't know what good games are and i felt the same way with skyrim when that came out yep and i was like why don't you try a good game like fallout 3 you punks yep and you know when you hold on to that resentment it becomes real yeah so eh. Anyway, that's that's been the show. that's all I've got. That's been the news. Thank you guys so much for for sticking by and listening. And once again, a reminder: we are moving platforms. I will be having the podcast moved over. You might see it show up twice for a little while, just because I want to make sure that we're getting what we paid for out of Podbean. Yep. While I'm, I'm in the process of making sure everything's moved over as I well, a hundred dollars for that bitch. I'm getting a hundred dollars out of it. A hundred dollars worth of episode hosting. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. But I don't want to pay that again. So that's why we're moving because $100 is that, a lot of That and we money. all want to be on freaking Spotify. I sure do. And easily searchable. I sure do. So all that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you again next week with more video game news. Don't forget to check out the description, the show notes, whatever you want to call it. The box of text that tells you what this episode was about yep. will have in it, surprise, surprise, an Amazon mystery link as well as... Some Humble links. All of those, the Humble and the Amazon, surprise, they're affiliate links. Yep. If you click on them and you buy stuff with them, we get a kickback from that. It doesn't cost you extra. It's just that they're going to pay us for sending you their direction. Yep. They're the shady guy down the alley that's selling bootleg copies of Frozen 3. That's and not our we're, business. That's not our business. We're just here to be like, hey, hey, there's a dude down that alleyway. You tell him Frank sent you and uh, everything's good. Yep. We're Frank. This might be a bad metaphor. That's probably a terrible metaphor because they both run <laughs> very legitimate businesses. Well. They both run businesses. I won't say anything bad about Amazon on the radio. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they don't sponsor us. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. We've said fuck Jeff Bezos on this show before. I sure have. Uh, he's just throwing dollar bills on the Australian wildfire and wondering why it's getting bigger. He's, yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> I saw an article that. I think it was the onion that did one of those. There was. It was. Um, a headline that was like, Jeff Bezos throws pocket change towards Australia to help with the bushfires. And then the sub, the subline, whatever the subline is, 
that like pops up under the headline that isn't yep. part of the article was just like, we're so tired. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Jeff Bezos throws pocket change at the bushfires. We're so tired. Oh no. It's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, what a world we live in right now. Right? Ugh. Anyway, thank you guys again so much for all your, your love and listening and support. Yeah. Uh, if you just found us recently, it's because we're on pa, we're on we're on anchor now. Yep. Welcome to it. Yep. Um, we hope you'll stick around. We hope you'll holler at us in the comments. <laughs> the show isn't always this weird and uh, out, no, off we topic. get off the off the rails whenever Morgan's not here yeah. to keep us in line. Proxy and I cannot be contained. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our ranting. Oh fuck! What was the? Gosh darn it! It's. I I don't remember what it was. Dang it! What? Untethered. That's what oh. it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. The podcast gets untethered when Morgan is not here. It's like uh, you, you, you're a cowboy. You drop your horse off at the bar. You tie him up, and then some fool just goes and unties all the horses. That's us. Yep. We're the horses. Yeehaw, ride him, cowboy. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> Until then, happy gaming. See ya. This Week in Gaming is a production of WYDG Gaming Radio, a Yadude company. Pre-production, show outline, and hot takes by Raw Zombie, Sarah Green. Edited, produced, and constantly derailed by Proxy Fox, Josh Needham. This Week in Gaming is created and moderated by Zero Threat Morgan. To learn more about WYDG, Yadude, our other podcasts, or to find us on social media, visit yadudegamers.com. 